Osiris. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year, and to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Good afternoon, everybody. We are back here for another episode of Always Almost There, Day After Show Live. We're here talking about Seattle Night 2. Neil, how are you? I'm doing great. I went awesome. to bed before the show even started, so I'm well Listen, rested. This Sunday is the opposite Neil. of you. Sunday There's... night Neil doesn't stay up until 3 in the morning. I do not. And this show finished approximately 3 hours ago, or 12 hours ago. So, Good. I mean, nice like, this is a, sleep is a fresh recap. This is about as yeah. fresh of a show recap as you're going to get. Yeah, right it's now. true. It's true. I'm currently, we, we are en route from Seattle to Eugene today, uh, just about to get into Portland, where we're going to spend a couple hours this afternoon. Uh, excited. The, the drive has been gorgeous so far. We've gone through uh, back and forth from rain to sun probably 15 times uh, over the course of the last couple hours, which is really something. Um, but before we dive into today's episode, of course, quick word from our sponsor, which is Beekeepers Naturals. Powered by nature and obsessively tested, Beekeepers uses potent ingredients like propolis, pollen, and royal jelly, and steers clear of added chemicals. In a day and age where we want to boost our immune system as much as possible, Beekeepers Naturals has many products from lozenges to gut health supplements to support us and tap into the magic of nature. Personally, I don't leave home without one of their propolis throat sprays, which has been very, very helpful for me over the last five shows, keeping my, my singing voice in working order. Uh, use code STORMSOUND to check out for 20% off your order at beekeepersnaturals.com. Get for yourself. Take care of that throat while you're singing. Shall we bring Does, on our guest? Oh, I have a question first. Oh, you do have a question first. Does Beekeepers Naturals have a product that will cure my achy, breaky heart? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Do you, well, you don't know until you try. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll figure it out. Let's bring on our guest. We've got Taylor here today. Taylor, how are you doing? I am doing well. After two nights of goose, I'm in the lobby of my hotel in Seattle, about to 
go and explore a bit and then head to the airport. So all is well here. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the pod today. Uh, We're excited uh, to have you on. I know we had you on uh, a few months back. So looking forward to chatting about last night's show with you. Uh, we have a question from the chat. Neil, how long were you waiting for that achy, breaky heart? You know what's funny is I try to think of a terrible joke every single time we start off, but this one was just too good to walk away from. Had to do it. It's pretty yeah, good. Also, I, I, don't I think, think it underscores, terrible. you know, <laughs> that no one should ever take anything I say on this podcast seriously. Uh, <laughs> people have recently done that, and I, I don't know what you're thinking if you actually take me seriously. But, hey, there it is. There's a, there's a lot that you say that should be taken seriously, but there's hmm. also a lot that you say that should not be taken seriously. Yeah, I'm like basically almost credible, is what you're saying. Yes, always <laughs> almost credible. That's amazing. Change the name of the podcast. That's, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, well, let, let's get into uh, last night's show a little bit. Uh, for me, this was, you know, we talked about kind of the catharsis that we felt during the long set on Saturday night after getting through those PA issues. Felt like last night was that to another level. The energy in the room the whole night was just off the charts. Absolutely amazing. Uh, I felt, at least in my section in the balcony, there were a lot more people standing up and dancing last night. We had the Vibes guy up with us, uh, Haps, last night, which obviously is going to elevate the energy uh, in the area. Um, I also had um, one of my oldest, oldest friends who I've, I've known since preschool, um, who lives in Vancouver now. He drove down with his brother. Uh, their first goose show last night. Um, they had an amazing time. So it was, you know, it was amazing. Uh, the vibes were excellent, high, immaculate, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but Taylor, what was your pre-show vibe like? Where did you end up? Tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. It was it was similar. We we were in the balcony last night as well. Um, really easy entry. I don't know about you, but I mean, it, yeah. was a bree- it was a breeze. You go up, they're like, go up one flight of stairs and you're in your seat. Um, concessions, everything was really, really easy. And yeah, the vibes were good. I mean, it was, it was, I would say chill, but, um, people were into it. So it it was, it was, it was really cool. Like, I feel like the East coast shows a little bit more, um, it feels a little bit more crowded, maybe a little more pent up energy. This was a lot more room to breathe, but people were excited. So yeah, that Pacific Northwest vibe, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. And Neil, uh, how was how was your bed last night? I, I was fast asleep. That's what you were <laughs> doing. I was asleep when the show time. started. I'm not going to lie. I did listen today, though. I did yes. listen today. Yeah. You're always almost prepared for the podcast. Always. Almost. Prepared. <laughs> almost. Yes. Sometimes All right. Well, prepared. Yes. Well, let's get into the show. Uh, we get a pretty, pretty awesome first set here, in my opinion. Lots of great energy. Lots of great execution of some amazing songs, of course. Uh, but we start off with Turbulence, Dr. Darkness, Yeti, Silver Rising, you know, kind of the, the songy part of the set. Um, you know, the energy was, as I said, the energy was amazing from the first notes of Turbulence. This song has, you know, become one of their most reliable show openers. Um, it, it just, it gets the crowd moving, it's catchy, and it has a huge peak. Um, you know, in my opinion, it's the perfect way to start off a show. And so I was really happy to see this one pop up again. Um, Dr. Darkness is always nice. And I was thinking about it this morning, how there's a really interesting, uh, contrast between turbulence and Dr. Darkness in terms of mood. And it showcases the different sides of Rick's songwriting and the Rick Matt Campbell songwriting. I think Dr. Darkness is a, a collaboration one, uh, from them as well. Um, but you get this, you know, this upbeat, you know, fun rock and tune, 
kind of shades of Billy Joel, etc. Um, and then you go for Dr. Darkness, which is just this like heavy, like kind of powerful um, song that, you know, darker, obviously. Um, but I, I really like it. I know there are those out there who aren't huge Dr. Darkness fans. Um, I, I love this song personally. Um, I think it, it works really, really well in the first set. Um, you know, when they put it in, get that nice quick little bout of dissonance uh, and crazy noise before. Uh, but Taylor, what were your thoughts uh, on these first two songs of the show? Last yeah, time? yeah. It was like you said, it was a, a songy start, but I love these two songs, and mm-hmm. I think you know, I was I was actually had in my notes to speak to the contrast because they're um, very different vibes, but both very well executed. I love Turbulence ever since the first time I heard it. Uh, I just it's been one of my favorite Goose songs. I love it. Um, it's got some really cool sections, and like you said, that peak just it never gets old. And then I feel like Dr. Darkness is just, it's become one of my, you know, one of my favorites as far as the, the energy. It's like you said, it's a little darker. It's got some really cool imagery in it. Um, and I liked it because I felt like some of the people around me, they had told me it was their first Goose show and they really enjoyed Rick's songwriting. So I thought this was a really cool experience. Like you could tell people were really getting into just not just the improv, which is usually why I go. Um, but you know, getting some great songs to start off, I think was really nice for some people who were maybe newer fans, which I think there were kind of a lot of newer fans of these shows too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, I think you get that on the West coast. There are a lot more people who are seeing them for the first time uh, than on yep. the East coast. As you mentioned, it's the fan base is more concentrated on that, on, on the Atlantic side. You know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting to look at that. And then we get Yeti and silver rising here. Um, you know, just continuation of the good vibes you know, Peter dancing around during Yeti. We get that nice heavy Tom intro to Silver Rising uh, once again, which is kind of a newer addition to the song, which I think is great. Um, and I loved it. Neil, what, what were your thoughts on this this opening four-song segment of the show here? I mean, you know, it's all good stuff. We've covered these songs extensively. I mean, you're not getting anything really crazy in the way of improv here, but you're, you're getting a quality set of songs. I love the the new drum intro to Silver Rising. I love that they're, they're continuing to tinker with that because um, I think they're only a couple months away from going into the studio to record it. So I mean, it's a good Let's thing hope. that they are messing yeah. around. With. Yeah. Um, you know, from the sounds of it, like they're going into record in August. So, you know, I have a feeling they're going to wear these songs out as much as they can. And mm-hmm. you know, my hope is, you know, along with these like newer tunes, like you know, Doctor Darkness and Silver Rising, like. We're getting the even newer tunes even more, like Not Alone, for some reason, still only been played twice um, in the last 21 shows. So hope that one shows up. But yeah, man, it's it's a cool way to start off a show. It's a very first set first set. And Goose is kind of getting that identity of having first set first sets. You know, if you go back and listen to AET episodes from, I don't know, like 2021, then you're going to hear... A lot of us like talking about how there's like one really strong set and maybe a not so strong set. I think now you can really kind of hang your hat on like a very songy first set with a couple jams in it. And that's just going to be the routine. Like you're you're not getting 45 minute jams in the first set anymore. Right. Um, or I want to hear I want to hear these. I really want to hear these AAT episodes from 2021 because. We, the podcast didn't exist until 2022. So if you, you know what I mean? Have We're talking about day. 2021. We, we talked about 2021 in yes. 2022. We did. Yes, uh, we did. So, yeah, that, 
yeah. Um, so that yeah. is that is what I'm talking about there. But yeah, man, it's it's fun set. And then of course you get your jams at the end of it, right? Which is pretty great. They like kind of mm-hmm. save the dessert for last. Yeah, big jam on in your eyes here. Uh, shout out to my mom who called the song before I did. Uh, she was very excited. Um, you know, she she recognized the song. She was very excited. My mom's here. She's driving, so I can do the Go podcast. How's it going? Thank you, mom. I'm retiring. You're retiring from what? From tour. I called the song before. Oh, she's retiring from tour, <laughs> quitting while she's ahead. Uh, she called the song before I did. Uh, this in your eyes was amazing. Um, another big, big jam for the drummers, uh, which we've been seeing a lot of the last couple of weeks. Um, just a lot of, lot of toms. Jeff adding some amazing percussion. Jeff has really been sticking out um, over the last number of shows. He's been you know, much more active than we've seen from him um, a lot in kind of his entire tenure in the band. Um, and so it's really, you're really, it, it's hard to miss now that extra layer of percussion. You know, for the last couple of years, a lot of times, like he could kind of blend into the background a little bit or wasn't as loud. But now I think he's getting more volume. He's playing more. He's adding so much to the band's sound. Um, and especially on this groove, um, I just I, I was very happy to get this song back. Um, nice to see it in a shorter rotation. Um, I, I quite quite enjoyed this jam. Taylor, what about you? What did you think? Yeah, yeah, I loved the song. Um, I I called it pretty quick. I've heard it a couple times, and the guy next to me goes, "Were you even born when this came out?" And I was like, I, "I'm not sure," uh, but I do enjoy the <laughs> I do enjoy I the song. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I was. I on it. I don't think I was either. I was close. Um, but you know, the, the jam was good. I had a very, I took some notes during the show and I just thought it was, it was very rhythmic. So I, I think you bringing up, uh, Jeff kind of playing a larger part. I just, I thought they were, they built a really nice foundation and then kind of like peaked from there, which was really, really nice. So it, it was good. Uh, it was good. A getting, getting our first section of improv of the night, but I thought it was really unique. I, I want to go back and listen to it. I haven't yet. Um, but I, I, I thought it was a pretty unique jam for, for what they're doing right now. Yeah. Neil, what'd you think of it? Uh, so for those playing at home, uh, In Your Eyes was released as a single in the United States in 1986. Uh, so I was, I was two years two years away. Yeah, yeah. Brian, another 20, 25 years before he was born. Yeah, ha, so, ha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this, is, this is cool. This is, this is like the... Uh, I love this cover because one, if you take the last two versions into account, maybe even last three... Um, you're getting very good jams. I'm thinking back to the cap, very good jam. I'm thinking back to actually another version of this from Sculpture Park. Yes. One of my favorite jams from Sculpture Park in 2021. Um, and then here you go again. This is probably like the highlight jam of the set. Um, and Rick can sing the hell out of the song. Oh my God, so, it sounds like, so good. It's it's so damn good. I mean, it's yeah. got it all, right? It's It's a great song. There's great singing, jamming. I mean, what's there not to love about this one? Yeah, there's really something to be said about how well Rick's voice goes with a synthed out 80s cover. But he just, he has the perfect voice uh, for a song like this. You know, it's amazing. Uh, He is incredibly talented. You know, this first set was all about Rick, not in terms of guitar playing, but in terms of his songwriting and his vocal performance. And I mean, also his guitar playing, um, because... It was awesome. Got a nice little clav section at the end of this jam too, which, you know, always a fan, always a fan. Then we get tumble again. Um, I was a little bit, 
sad that we didn't get the slow into fast um, again that they've done the last couple of times it's been played. But I mean, it's tumble. And I will say that the, the regular tumble arrangement felt a little bit fresh last night after hearing the vibey one for a couple of performances. Um, so, you know, that works in its favor for sure. Um, I was, I mean, I love the tumble jam. I do wish uh, we'd go back to getting some tumble jams where Peter sticks with the guitar a little bit longer. You know, we've talked a lot about, obviously we love two guitar goose um, and Peter really, especially like this tour, like in seconds still is switching to keys uh, over from guitar. So hoping that we do see a tumble or some extended improv where he does stick with guitar uh, for a little longer than a couple of minutes. Uh, But Taylor, what did you think of the tumble here? I was with you. I was chasing that uh, vibey into fast tumble. I haven't heard it yet. was really selfishly wanting to, but I think it fit nicely just with it being a little bit more of a chill set, maybe picking the pace up a little bit, you know, mm. having the faster tumble into the, into the jam. And uh, in my notes, while two guitar goose lasted, it was amazing. And then he, he went over to the keys, which was, you know, still, still a really oh. good jam, but I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm uh, I was, I was hoping he'd stick with the guitar a little bit longer. I, I just, there's, there's nothing like that sound when, when they're both, uh, it, it gets so funky so fast at the beginning of that jam. So um, always a fan of tumble and yeah, fun, fun into the set. Yeah. I am grateful for the return of OG tumble because that means you get the gyms. So the, you know, the vibey tumble thing is cool. I'm chasing it. It's one of the, you know, I consider that a goose original. Yes. Other than tumble. And I'm so chasing. Um, but that one pretty much guarantees you're not getting super tasty jams like OG. Tumble I mean, does. I disagree. You know, the Ryman version. Uh, We've talked about this. I, I don't. I, I don't agree with you on that. But um, <laughs> I mean, it's like cool. That. It's cool, but like, it's not. It doesn't go to the places that like my favorite OG tumbles go to. Right, but I I don't think that's because of the arrangement. I think that's just because that specific jam didn't go to those places. I think blending the two still gives the same opportunity for improv. Maybe we can speculate, but there's no evidence that that's true. It's true. Uh, That is my point. That is my point. Yeah. In any case, uh, I was happy that it's back. Um, And then we got like a nice little jam in there too. But like you guys, uh, I've been saying this for a while now, Two Guitar Goose is the best. And Peter's guitar tone on Tumble is the best. And so so we need more of that. Yeah. We do. Please, please, Peter. (laughs) Please, Peter. (laughs) Give us more. Um, So then, you know, we had set break, uh, you know, kind of went downstairs. I was hanging out uh, with a few other great uh, Twitter people. Shout out to uh, Sean, Soupman, Brad, John Mayer. Um, Not the John Mayer, the (laughs) the John Mayer who we know. Um, But great, great group of people at this show. Uh, You know, Mr. He's now 88% sold Scoy. Saw him at set break last night. Um, but it was, it was, the vibes were high. The vibes were incredibly high. Uh, still at set break here. I'm just going to open the door a little here. Um, but it, it was amazing. What, what was your set break vibe like, Taylor? Yeah, we, uh, we went down to the lobby as well, said hey to some friends. It was kind of cool because it was their first. They had seen Goose at a festival and seen, I think, one set of Goose. And then right. they had seen. Yeah, and then they had seen the 
last, the uh, Saturday night show. So mm-hmm. they were finally feeling like they were getting, it was their third show, but they were feeling like they were getting their fir- first full experience. And they were like, Amazing. I get it. Like, this is so nice. I love the songs. The jams were great. And uh, so it was, it was neat kind of hearing from newer fans' perspectives, uh, just with the way the weekend went, kind of getting in the groove of a, that show. And I think everyone was feeling, feeling really good. There was a lot of posters left for, uh, for it to be separate, too. <laughs> Looks like we lost Ryan there. Uh, fine. So I will talk about my separate. I was still asleep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you had rolled from your your right side to your left. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. For sure. But you know, I, I kind of had a, a set break kind of simulation today. I got up, got some lunch, and finished. It was great. There you go. Uh, but like, let's move on to set two. <laughs> uh, also, I'm told there's the streets of Cairo tease in, in your eyes, but I didn't. There, there. I heard it. Yeah. I was there. Sorry, my. Well, good call. I didn't hear it last night. Sorry, my my phone kicked my computer off of my hotspot uh, for a second there. Um, I was about to kick you backstage, man. I think he went. I, I think Rick teased it like maybe two or three times through, and in, in one part of in your eyes, but it was kind of it wasn't as melodic as as some of them were. But it's I think it's there. Yeah, love a nice tease notation. And speaking of which, I'd like to apologize for doubting the Camino tease um, in the Echo. Uh, from Saturday night, obviously Peter knows if he teases a song, um, <laughs> and it's there. <laughs> it, it's there. It's now. It's now noted. Um, but oh, of man. course, if you hear a tease, tag at El Goosenet on social media. Yeah. Let us know. Well, we do love telling Peter that he's wrong on this podcast. <laughs> we do. If there's one thing we love uh, on this podcast, uh, what was it? What was it you were challenging him on the Delta Jam? You're like, I don't think it is, and he's like, Well, no, yeah, the, 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 synth, <laughs> the synth or the arpeggiator Delta Jam from the, from the rhyme. It's like you didn't play the riff. This isn't Delta. <laughs> uh, amazing. <laughs> well, sorry. When I when I cut out, did you guys start talking about the second set. Oh, yet? we finished or... the whole second set. Yeah, we're done. Oh, okay, great, good. No, okay. So uh, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we, we have to talk about the second set. There's so much amazing stuff going on here. And it's and really what, interesting. Well, you know, the interesting thing out. is when I woke up this morning and I looked at like AAT, like Twitter, you know, I obviously wasn't listening along with everybody, but I was like, this Ryan's trolling me somehow. This cannot be real. What? Uh, well, so there are five songs yeah. in the set, right? And one of them is Achy Breaky Heart. Oh, then, I see. <laughs> and then, like, and then a, a factory fiction encore. I was like, "This is bullshit." Yeah, yeah you know what? Was, I was thinking last night. I was like, "Ooh, I'm gonna purposely mislead everybody just to screw with Neil when he wakes up in the morning." Yeah, I, like I didn't know. Like, I, you know, Vickers yeah. is crafty. Anything can happen. <laughs> it's true. Anything. Um, and you know, he plays the long game. We know this. Uh, so I thought it was a troll at first, and I had to go like to Facebook to actually verify the set list. And there it was. That's how you know it's like a dark day when you have to go to Facebook to verify the set list. <laughs> how much I can trust my friends. Shout out to uh, our friends watching yeah. on Facebook right now. <laughs> Love you guys. Um, yeah, this was this was a fun way to open the second set. Love to see Hot T kind of get its placement switched up. Uh, you know, not not a closer, not an encore. Kind of coming out of the gate for the second set with some fire. Um, this was fun. It was funky. Vibes were high. Didn't go too far out of Hot T. But it was your your usual when you get a twenty minute hot tea. This is kind of what you're getting, uh, and it was a lot of fun. Great way to start off the set, I thought. Taylor, how were you feeling during the tea? Yeah, I thought it was cool to hear it as a set opener. Like you said, haven't really heard it there. I uh, was surprised to to hear those notes. I was, I was happy to. 
Um, I thought it was it was a great jam. I mean, just like lots of peaks, lots of energy, lots of, of really, really good. Uh, the lights were really good during this as well. I mean, they were they're always good, but I thought the lights and the peaks and the, the vibes all kind of came together just to create a, a really good 20 minute experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think every song in this set is in the wrong place. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on and say because I'm never critical. But yeah, really. I mean, like, oh, dude. I would say I would say creatures time. was placed well. I like yeah. I like a mid set creatures. If if you're gonna put that in the set, I mean, I guess that's the place to put it. We talk about this all the time. I hate seekers in the second set, but there it is. Oh, yeah. Seekers Two is good. I didn't. Me, I know, did not like, go to the bathroom during Seekers Part One last night. Well, I mean, that would have been weird if you went like. 20 minutes into the set you know? i know well i i was like i was like do i go as a matter of principle like just because they're playing it <laughs> and i ended up not um but my mom in the car this morning we were talking about the show and she was like part two is way better than part one well, of like course. yeah and i was like good like you know my mom they, they should just call it all the same song and then we'll just kind of like hang our hats on the fact that like part two is amazing and then <laughs> Just ignore it. Play part two it's not even separately. like I don't like part one. It's just like it's a lengthy set of music inside a place where I want to hear the chants. My, girlfriend looked, after, my like, girlfriend looked at me during it and she goes, I really like the song, but it makes me really tired. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a uh, great way of describing Seekers part one. Yeah. But, so, uh, in any case, like I, I'm kind of kidding when I say that, but imagine a set where it is creatures, Seekers one, two, Iggy Breaky Heart Hot Tea. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, that probably would have hit. Play them the exact better. same well, way, just change the order. Yeah. So we did just uh, a little while before we went on the pod. Uh, I, I, you know, I hadn't seen a written set list from last night yet, so I, I put out a tweet. So shout out uh, to whoever sent this to me. Um, they cut. So the, the, the set was supposed to be Tea Seekers SOS This Old Sea Achy Breaky Heart Factory Fiction with a slow ready encore. I am kind of devastated that they cut this old C. Um, and I mean, SOS too, because I absolutely love the song. But C, just in terms of the jamming potential and the fact that it's currently my most common not seen Goose original. Um, so I'm hoping to get that. And it was like that. a 50-something minute set, right? So Yeah, it, it, was, it was under was, an there hour. Was, there was time. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, like, you know, could have thrown that SOS on after Achy Breaky Heart even. Like, I think they came in under curfew last night too. It was really... It was interesting, very, very interesting. Um, but yeah, I, I echo your sentiment about the the mid second set seekers, Neil. I think that's a point that we belabor on the pod a lot because they keep playing seekers in the second set. Um, seekers is a late set one song. We know this. Uh, no need to stick with it. But let's talk about this creatures jam because this is an awesome, awesome piece of music here. Peter's vintage vibe solo straight out of the gate. Put some little bit of distortion on it. It sounds so good. I, you know, I've been raving about the vintage vibe tone since he added it to his rig, you know, two years ago. But when, when you put that bit of distortion on an electric piano, oh baby, like chef's kiss, absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then in the latter half of the jam, as they get into this like kind of blissy uh, major key motif, you know, my mom. Um, drew a nice parallel to um, like an Almond Brothers, like there's some Almond Brothers kind of licks from Rick in this segment, and feels kind of like Electric Avenue uh, for a little while, which 
interesting to think about. But Taylor, what did you think of the creatures? I really loved it. I thought it covered a lot of ground. It was definitely my favorite moment of the night. <clears throat> um, Big Peak, if I remember, it was like it peaked really well towards the end of the song proper, and then went into that kind of like quieter, a little bit more exploratory place, and then. Mm-hmm really built very very well from there into another really neat moment but it wasn't just a a build to a peak i think like you were saying they explored some really nice textures they explored some really nice kind of i know we talk a lot about patient goose and this wasn't the longest jam but i do think it was it was a pretty patient way to build into a really 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 nice moment so by far my favorite jam of the night that's the one i would say go back if you're gonna choose one Mm -hmm. yeah love it neil creatures hot teachers um, that's gonna get taken out of context now. Uh, I mean, it's hot tea. <laughs> they they like they 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 did hot tea again in creatures. They liked it so much the first time. They did the hot tea jam in creatures the second time. Maybe I'm wrong in that. I've only had an opportunity to listen to it twice. Mm-hmm. But um, it was cool. It was a peppy creatures. Very and peppy. When you hear a creatures jam, there's like a couple things that you can come to expect, right? Like you can get that like klezmer thing that they do. And like all the time, right? Or that that kind of jam that borders on the like Tarantella. Tarantella, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, like when that comes in creatures, you're like, oh yeah, it's another creatures. This jam was different, and it was good. And you know, this straight is straight to the peak. Yeah, and like a lot of really good vintage vibe in there. Which there are older creatures from many years ago that kind of have that kind of vibe to it. And by by many years ago, you mean 2021? Yeah. Yep, many. Long forgotten creatures. More than one. Um, years and years. And but yeah, years. if you think about 2021 creatures, yes. Um, that's a really good example of what I'm talking about. And I'm not saying just that vintage vibe sound, like in the, the olden days when he had the, you know, whirly patch or whatever on the... Well, back then he wasn't, he, wasn't, uh, he wasn't playing keys on creatures. That, that started with the vintage vibe. Um, before 2021, it was, it was always a guitar tune. Dude, you always kind of just blew my mind. I never thought about that before. Holy yeah, crap. that's why. That's why the Frederick creatures five four twenty one was such a big statement because it was like, oh, like he's on keys. This new electric piano sounds absolutely amazing, and here's a totally different direction that they're taking this song. Before that, they had never skipped that like kind of cle- you know that klezmery peak thing. That was yeah. in every version of creatures, and then they would go off in a jam after that. Frederick yeah. was the first time they skipped that. And just Absolutely. like went on the jam, so things to think about. If you haven't listened to that creatures recently, yeah, you I mean, should. go listen to that creatures. Holy crap! Because it's really still good. the goat. Yeah. Um, and I will not accept Legend Valley. Anyway, set closes with Achy Breaky Heart. Let Trevor sing. Um, really weird placement for this song. You know, I feel like this would have been something to start the encore with, probably. Like maybe you know, if you want to do slow, ready to close the set here. And then do achy breaky factory fiction in the encore, maybe. Um, but this was fun. Peter Peter's mic stand broke right before they started the song. Um, so uh shout out to Screen, uh, who had to run on stage and fix it. Uh but Peter was singing, holding the mic and singing with one hand and playing piano with the other for the first part of the song until he got it fixed, uh, which is funny. Trevor got a, a cowboy hat for the occasion. Uh I bl- I think it was Padge's uh from side stage, but you know, Trevor's first lead vocal performance since bingo tour which is 174 shows so pretty pretty crazy pretty long time it's good shtick taylor what did you think of the shtick was that also his last vocal performance was that also achy breaky heart yes it was okay 
he's stuck yeah. with this one. Um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> they did. <laughs> They're sticking with it. <laughs> um, no, I. It's it's funny. This I grew up in Alabama in the early '90s, so this song was being blasted in my car as a kid a lot. Nice. So I was like, "There's no way this is what this is." I didn't realize they had played it before. In all honesty, mm-hmm. um, and so I, I got on Ogus.net in the moment. They played it twice before, and uh, it was fun. It was kind of funny, and yeah, yeah it, was, it was it was fun. I, uh, the guy who hadn't seen them before turned to me and goes, "Is this a joke?" I was like, yes. I, think, I was like, yes, it yes, is. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big think, T. I, I don't think they're being serious. No, um, it's not. A, it's not an earnest cover. There, there's two types of covers in this show. There's in your eyes and there's a. And, and I think that pretty accurately depicts the two opposite ends of the cover spectrum. There's yeah. one that is incredible and jams and just like sounds so good. And there's one that's a shtick. You this know, was the that, stick. What's interesting is I didn't I didn't realize until I was just looking on Elgoose.net right now. Last time when they played at a bingo tour, uh, Trevor did not play an instrument. He just sang, and Peter played bass. Um, so yes. Last night, you know, he played bass, and he got a couple nice solos in. Yeah. By he, I mean uh, Trevor was playing bass. Trevor bass on the bass. Yeah. Trevor bass on the bass with the hat. Yeah, at the year of Big T, man. It had to happen eventually, right? It's true. We keep talking about waiting. Trevor's confidence, his playing, and now we get it with his singing. I actually can't believe they got him to do it. But, uh, you know, the more Trevor stuff they do out there, the better. Uh, yeah. it's, it's kind of amazing. You know, it's like, it's different. So, like, when they do it on Bingo Tour, there's not that many people around. The people who are there are his friends. You can yeah. ignore the fact that this is being live streamed to, well, at the time, like, a couple thousand people, probably. But, um, you know, now there's like there's more people in the room. It's it's a big deal. It's you know it takes some um, some uh, some confidence. Some yes. uh, something uh, word that I can't find right now. But good for him. And yeah. it's hilarious. And probably the most a couple of things that I want to say about this. The funny part is when you listen to this, you can hear Peter say like, "I can't fix that." Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> scream. <laughs> like yeah, it's like. <laughs> My mic stand is broken. <laughs> like, uh, and that part cracked me up because he was just like, I am screwed. I've never had this happen before. Yeah. Um, so I that also was think funny. it also sounded like Peter was singing backup vocals in a country accent. It's a great shtick, you know? Yeah, the, um, it's wait, just, so just fun. Last point. So like the other yeah. thing that's actually blowing my mind right now is that it's only been 174 shows since Bingo Tour. Wow. Yeah. I kind of expected the number to be larger. Yeah, because they played so few in 2020, right? But uh, and in 2021, still, and in 2021. But uh, yeah, I mean, they played 80 what last year? 83, 84, something like 82, that. 82, 83, yeah. Yeah, something like that. So almost half of that number they played just last year. Mm-hmm. That's that crazy. kind of blows your mind a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, there's the the thing from Achy Breaky Heart that makes you think. Um, that's it. That's there we that's go. Achy Breaky Heart. Heart, the song. <laughs> For intellectuals. Totally. And hey, yes. man, we actually blew it. We should have done this podcast sleeveless. It is now too late. You uh, should have. <laughs> I did roll my sleeves up tomorrow. last night. Ryan, I saw you did too. I did for like the last five minutes of the In Your Eyes jam. <laughs> I went sleeveless. Um, but like, I, it just, it's not, it's not my vibe. I can't, I can't pull off sleeveless. Um, so anyway, they come back out for the encore. Kind of, it, it was weird ending the set on that note. Uh, you know, again, under an hour, kind of short. Um, 
I was not expecting a super extended encore like we got. I was very happy with it. You know, slow ready is amazing. I figured we were done after that. I do want to say Mr. Haps, who is a very big proponent of Team So, was was getting down to slow ready last night. Um, so I'm hoping we can convince him to defect um, because, you know, Team Slow, it's the it's, way. It's objectively the right way to go. Yeah. Objectively. Um, objectively. Everyone else is wrong. Yes. <laughs> That's I told, I, listen, I told Greg Knight on Twitter last night that he was objectively wrong because, uh, you know, he doubted my Team Slow tweet. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it is a, a debate, you know, hopefully that we carry out to, uh, you know, at length across podcasts. When we get more episodes of Great Beyond, I would like to see some kind of clash about Team So and Team Slow between you put, and Greg We should put together a moderated debate, like a live event. Uh, you know, during a goose run at some point, Team So versus Team Slow. I think that would be that would be a fun shtick. Well, I mean, we'll it's a short conversation in my opinion, but in any case, and and Team So people feel the same way. I think that would be fun. But we'll we'll workshop that. Right. Uh, and then after Slow Ready, absolutely out of nowhere, total surprise for me. Factory Fiction. Uh, I was so excited uh, to hear this. You know, first one of the year, last one. Obviously, it was played um, at Goosemas in December. I'm happy to see it getting, you know, it was a 20-something show gap, 30-ish maybe, um, which is awesome. You know, it was played like three times in 10 shows in at the end of last year. So mm-hmm. nice to see it getting a longer gap again, kind of again. gives it that special meaning um, that you don't get when it's played all the time. Um, so I was happy to get this last night, my third Factory Fiction. And the jam was, you know, hot, fiery. Great way to end off the show uh, in the run. Taylor, how were you feeling during this encore? I loved it. I So Ready was my first Goose song I heard live. So I, I would say I was Team So for a while, but I have converted um, to Thank the you. to the light side, away from the side. Um, Peter's dance moves were great. Uh, just the, the Utah Jazz jersey, the beanie, and the dancing just really was the icing on the cake for for me during that it was great um and then yeah i'm the exact same way i'd only heard factory fiction once before it was at goosemas and Uh i was jumping down and just extremely pumped uh it's just it's such a great song and i I agree i you know when you give something a little less it it makes it a little more special to hear so i was kind of selfishly happy with the gap but only because i got to hear it only because I got to hear it. Yes. <laughs> um, exactly. And then, as always, the, the jam on the end of it was just an incredible way to, to end the show. Um, was, was not awesome. expecting it, which is also, you know, one of the parts that makes it really cool. Vibes were still high, in case anyone was wondering. Or Very high. They were. Yeah. yeah. Neil, how would you feel about this encore? I mean, it's factory fiction, man. You know, it's great. Uh, this is only the third factory fiction to be played outside of the Eastern time zone. And the oh, first uh, to be played in Pacific time zone. Also, oh. yeah, you, you know, the other two obviously were done in Colorado, of course, because uh, they get nothing. Um, but no, <laughs> man, it's it's a killer song. It's, it is like one of their better jam songs. Like it would be great if they played it more often. I don't need the song to feel special. I'm on record about that. Um, I mean, it, it's not like, I don't know, it's not Harpua, you know, it's, it's a good song. <laughs> Like, true. you know, like, I don't know. I, I wish they played it more often. I actually did like it when they were playing it a lot, you know, over like Taboos and whatever. Like, I think I saw it like two times in four shows at one point. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But, well, it was uh, it was three times in ten shows. Uh, yeah, think. and did I see like, all three? I think I might have. Um, uh, no, because one, one of them was one, was one of them Syracuse. was Syracuse. You and right, I, you right. and I saw two of them. Yeah. Right. Right. So, oh yeah. So, but I did see it. I saw it three times last year. So I saw it at Mohegan. I saw it at Goosemiss. Oh no, sorry, I saw it two times. Uh, wait, what was the other one? It All right, well, Neil figures that out. Yeah, well, I figured it out. In <laughs> any case, uh, it's a great song. I wish they played it more often. I, I don't know why it needs to be special or anything like that. But, I mean, you know, it's their thing. No, I guess that's they do whatever the they want reputation with it. it has. I, I guess yeah. it's, it's good that way. I don't know. Uh, I shout, out, shout out to, uh, to Pureception last night, who, who was our golden goose. Um, you know, looking at, looking at the standings last night, uh, seeing some friends high up on the list. Of course, Jive Goose is still winning. Um, I'm holding a narrow two-point lead over you for the tour right now, Neil. Um, I'm hoping I can hold that, but it's it's late tour. It's it's Neil o'clock. Uh, yeah. So. I mean, I'm, I keep expecting to charge, make a charge like I always do, and then. But the problem now is that I, I think there's sets. They're like weirdly like predictable and not predictable at the same time. Right. Um, there, there. I mean, I'm giving away some secrets here, but there are songs that you know they are going to play. Um, and I won't tell you how, but there are specific nights. And there tonight, are spreadsheets involved. Uh, yeah, but, you know, if you just look at song histories, like, you can guarantee there are, like, three or four songs the day that they will be played on. Mm. Guaranteed is a lock. Mm. Uh, as close to a lock as anything can be. So, uh, Seekers is not one of those songs. Uh, no, I, I have a pretty good track record with peak, picking Seekers. I think I've... Picked it five or six times ever, and I've only missed once. Seekers is a big gamble because it's it's if you put two slots on your fantasy goose, like if you put it for like five and six or even six and seven, that's big money if you hit, but it's a lot of points left on the table if it doesn't. So it's kind of a double or nothing kind of deal. Um, yeah, you know we are we are also a fantasy goose podcast. Uh, in case anyone forgot how competitive we are, but that's all about last night's show. Uh, we will be back, of course, no show tonight, but we will be back on Wednesday to talk about tomorrow night's show in Eugene. Smallest venue of the tour, only like 800 people. Um, I'm very excited uh, to see what the inside of this venue is going to look like. You know, again, who knows if we're ever going to see them in a venue this small ever again. I keep saying that every time I see them in a small venue um, because I don't expect them to keep playing venues of this size. So yeah. it's, it's a gift. Uh, and I'm hoping this means, because it's a small venue, that we're going to get the Andrew Getty light curtain uh, tomorrow night. So, fingers I'm crossed. I'm on that. a plane. I want to see that in person. And like, I feel it. like I'm not going to get on a plane. Guess. I know. Get on a plane. I'll just tell Mark. Yes. Yes. Hi, I need to go to Oregon to see Goose. <laughs> like, <laughs> they always understand. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a valid thing to do, you know? Yeah. Well, Thank you, uh, Taylor, for being on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. A pleasure chatting with you. Um, Enjoy the rest of your day in Seattle. Travel home safe. Anyone else traveling uh, home from Seattle to Eugene, or if you're doing something completely unrelated to Goose, enjoy your day. Uh, Let us know your favorite parts of last night's show. Tag us on social media at AAT Goose Pod. And we will see you on Wednesday afternoon. Have yourselves a Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. 
From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born, to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.